This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. For many years, I was obsessed with teaching myself how to play chess and get my pawn across the board to become a queen. And so when I had an opportunity to sit down and talk with a grand master of chess, Maurice Ashley, I was super excited. So coming up next is my interview with grand master of chess, Maurice Ashley. And this podcast is brought to you by 100 Coconuts. That's the number 100 Coconuts, 100coconuts.com. It is the best coconut water in the world. You don't have to believe me. Try it for yourself. Go to 100coconuts.com at checkout, put in code Karen 100, you get 10% off your first case. I think you can get 10% off all your cases. Coconut water is hydrating. It has more potassium than four bananas. And this 100 coconuts is just simply delicious. You don't have to take my word for it. Check it out, 100coconuts.com. Use Karen 100 at checkout for 10% off. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Maurice Ashley. And chess requires you to think a couple of three moves ahead in order to win. And that's all I'm saying as as a people, mm-hmm. we need to start playing chess, not checkers. So I said, let me let me reach out to a grandmaster, somebody that actually does know how to play very well. And I, I recall I went in my database and I recall I, I actually know somebody. The first black grandmaster of chess okay. in the entire world mm-hmm. is right here with us live. Welcome to the show, Mr. Maurice Ashley. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. So tell me, how, you're, you're originally from Jamaica. Rude boy. Rude boy. Okay. Booyaka, booyaka. Knife and fork be fighting for dumpling. <laughs> so that's like my favorite line of all time. <laughs> Shabba ranks. All right. So because um, you think about the knife and the fork fighting for a dumpling, this is like it's so clever. Stop. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> Stop it. So wait, so um, so so you 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 moved to Brooklyn, your family, right? Yeah, right? Brownsville. So, Brownsville never like, ran never well. Okay, so no that's time. what I'm saying. So Brooklyn, how does a person growing up in Brooklyn become a grandmaster of chess? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, I, my friend was playing in high school in Brooklyn Tech. I went to Brooklyn Tech High School. 14 years old. I knew a little bit about chess. I knew the rules. I played him. He crushed me. Then I happened to see a book in the library. And I took the book out. I, I was like, wow, I saw all these Russian names, funky titles. I was like, I'm going to take this book. I'm going to beat him. I took, checked the book out. I read it. I came back. And he crushed me again. Mm. Turns out he had read that book and nine other books. Oh, so, so we you fought. just read one book. I read one book. I thought I knew something. <laughs> right. Chess is knowledge. You have to have knowledge between the ears or else you're going to lose. Simple. So I started reading all the books. And I played him every day, started beating him. And then I started going to the parks. You don't know about Prospect Park in Brooklyn oh, back yeah, in the day, I the do. hustlers were in the park. Yeah, with the little timer. Oh, with they the, that's right, with the clock. Get hit your the clock, dollar. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, the hustlers up. or the yeah. old men play? The hustlers. The hustlers, hustlers. Play chess? There was the old men too, but there was the hustlers too. Okay. And they trash talk and don't bring feelings because they're going to get hurt. Okay. So we used to just play and, you know, I lose some lunch money. Uh, okay. That was, that was rude and it was rough. But I got better, and then I started going to the clubs in the city, Manhattan Chess Club, Marshall Chess Club, wow. where guys were all dressed up in suits. So let me pause you, because I, I want to talk process for a minute, because many of us, we want, we want to be excellent at things. And we think through osmosis mm. that it's just going to happen because we desire it. Right. But there's a process to excellence, right? There's a process. So you got beat. But you didn't like that feeling. Because I, I hate to lose, too. I'm like the worst sore loser in the universe. I am. Yeah, you I, are. I don't care I've if the kid it. is three. Mm-hmm. We, we got problems, you know. 
but that has forced me into excellence because I don't like to lose so much that I have to master everything that I do. You went and got a book and it wasn't enough, but you didn't quit. Right. And you kept going until you did. What, at what point did, were you able to beat this friend of yours? Uh, prob- within a year. Within okay. A year so it took you. A, so it wasn't an overnight thing. No, it wasn't. Did it you wasn't know? Right was, was there a point where you knew if you kept going? Because this is the thing. We, we usually quit mm-hmm. before we get to our destination. We usually quit because it's too hard or we think we can't do it. We usually quit. At, was there a point during this process of learning? that you said to yourself, I know I can beat this guy if I just keep going. I'm a great loser. Oh, you I, are I'm, a great I'm loser. A, I'm a sore loser, but I'm a great loser. I'm not really, I wouldn't call myself a sore loser. I'm somebody, if you beat me, you're in trouble because I'm coming back. I mean, it's not gonna, it's just, I'm just relentless. So I wanna know why, why what's going on here? What do I need to do? What's the knowledge? What, what do I go study? And books, I just really opened me up to the power of reading and knowledge and mm-hmm. being able to study on my own. I was a self learner. And uh, I just, I wanted to beat him. And and my friends, too, because, you know, we trash talk. You right. Know how young yeah. brothers are. So we were trash talking. And, and I just kept going at it. But I have to tell you, it wasn't a question of whether or not I would quit because I loved it so much. I was hooked. What, it was, what pa- I was you? passionate. The game, the game's been around 1,500 years. There's a reason for that. It's the, the, the fun of it, the complexity of it, the, the interest, the, the strategizing. There was stuff about it that I just enjoyed as, as me, as my makeup. I loved the game. I wanted to play. It was fun to beat people, and it was fun to beat people in an intelligent way. So I just liked it. I didn't. Chess was not just a game. I was always a games player. My, we played uh, cards. We played spades. We played bidwiz. We played hearts. Wait we played a minute. All- wait, wait a minute. minute. That's okay. our game. Hey, you know, don't okay. start nothing. Don't be nothing. Wait a minute. Let me oh, okay. oh, and yeah. give me two deck of cards. Girl, go ahead. Be- okay. Make sure they bumblebee. That's how we do. <laughs> make, make, now, wait here. Here's a, this is what I'm going to see how good a uh, uh, bidwiz player. You, pl- you play with a kitty? Six car kid. Yes. Okay. Does a no take out a high or a low, or does that matter the way you play? What are your house rules? High, low. What takes no, out? No, no is higher than everything else. Okay. Okay. We might be able to have have a card game, Maurice Ashley. Don't start. And you're going to lose. Oh, yeah. Now I've got a, yeah. a space question. All right. We're talking chess with space today. Space. space. We're gonna talk everything gonna since talk you everything. brought it up. This is our show. This board four, or five, four. Mm. Not like it. You don't like a board? I like a higher I like a higher I like board. a board three. Mm, what? Can't no. have a board three? Come on. I like a board five. Come on Make now. Make it exciting. That is exciting. Mm. How many deuces you play with, with spades? No deuce, no deuce of diamonds. And what's your overage? You play overage? No. I don't that's like overage. I like that. I you like overage. Like I do too. Overage. Yeah, because that means you overage, you're not playing strategy. You're not bidding right, that's then you right. should you go back a hundred. That's right. I like you more recently. Okay, but do you play blinds? I don't play You blinds. can blind bid, but that depends. I'll play with those rules either way. Look, okay. So many people are lost right now. I All know. Right, you sorry. guys are talking. Okay. Let's, let's, let's go get back, back to chess. chess. Let's go so, back my, chess. so anyway, my, <laughs> my my point is that I, I was I was always a games player. I always loved to play games. I always liked to beat people. We played games in my family. And so chess was like the extension of the ultimate game. Mm-hmm. And again, it's been around for 1,500 years for a reason. And I just wanted to get good at it. And I started reading about the grandmasters, all these Russian names, Botvinnik and Rashevsky yes, and Spassky and... You know, and then and then the more recent generations, Karpov and Kasparov and, of course, oh, wow. the great Bobby Fischer in the United yes. States. I was like, I want to be one of those cats. I want to be a grandmaster. But there were no brothers. You know, you didn't see that. Yeah. But that wasn't going to stop me. I didn't occur to me that. So was just, it like a grandmaster tournament? Like, where you enter to become the grandmaster? There are events that you can play in, international events where you get rankings, you get rated. And from there, the International Chess Federation deems you worthy of becoming a grandmaster. It's a math formula. It's a, the, who you play. 
but uh, it's very strict and and it's a very high level you have to play at. Is there a monetary compensation behind it? Well, you know, there's got to be money in it. Now. Come on, huh? man. Okay. okay. Well, I make my living as a chess player, so you make oh, a living wow. playing chess. Time out. Look, that made me throw and my I pin down. I see the shoes. I yeah, see the shoes. You see what he's working? Okay. Yeah. Look at he came in. He was all dapper, dipped in dap. So listen, mm-hmm. Maurice Ashley, because uh, that excites me. I'm always excited by people who find their passion and make it into their life. Mm-hmm. When did you know you can make money, make a living? Playing chess. I tell you, at first, again, I was passionate about the game, but I was in college and I was I went to the chess club. I remember I was at the Manhattan Chess Club, which no longer which exists. Did you go to? I went to a city college. Okay, so you, mm-hmm. you know, it was like public education. That oh, we could, we couldn't afford too much uh, in my family. Um, but I was go, I was going to city college. I was at the chess club actually, and this little old Jewish lady, Betty Dykeman, God rest her soul, she came up to me and she said, "You're a nice boy." <laughs> like, okay, she said. You know, they have a chess in the schools program where you could teach chess to kids. And I think you would be perfect for the program. Wow. So I I know no better. I was like, why? Okay, whatever. And then the head of the program came up to me and said, you know, we have this program where we're we're teaching young kids in the hood chess, basically is what it came to. And I thought, it sounds interesting. And then he said, yeah, you know, and considering your ranking, because at the time I was starting to get pretty high rank, he said, you would get $50 an hour. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm in. I'm in. I'll do that job. <laughs> How old were you at the time? I was uh, 20, 21 years old. That's a decent That's a good that's a salary. Decent salary. So I was quite happy with it, and I started coaching part-time after school. I taught these kids in Harlem, central Harlem. We called ourselves the Raging Rooks. This was uh, junior high school, 43, uh, right on 138th and Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started just playing in tournaments, and these kids had swag, and we started winning City oh, championships. So wait, so like, uh, checkmate. <laughs> Come on, you know. What? These are Harlem <laughs> like, kids. We were making up. We were making up. Raps, raps on chess. Oh, you know, was, man. Uh, let me tell you, it was fierce. And we had a lot of energy. And then and then we won- then we went to the national championships in Dearborn, Michigan, and we won. Oh, wow. And that really touched a lot of people's hearts. We were on the front page of the New York Times. I remember that. And that was a really big deal. And from there, my career basically exploded. So when you when you look back, you know, when you were, were you coming up in in uh, in Brooklyn, what did you want to be, you know, then when you were young, young man? When I was 14, I was like any kid. I want to be sports, you know, football, basketball, baseball. But once I got the chess bug, I thought it. about nothing else. That was it. I was in love. That That's was when it. you know. I was done. I was done. My destiny had been written. It was just done. Gosh, All okay. I wanted to do. All right. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of this this game. Right. And why it's so powerful and why you love it so much um, as you as you sit up on, on the board. Do you prefer being starting black or white? Is doesn't there a matter. preference? Doesn't matter to you. ever. doesn't matter ever. Not, I mean, like I've always want to be black just because I and this is me. <laughs> I, I always well, I don't care what I always want to be black, even though that's not really the, the power position, is it? It is white, not. It right, is not. White is the power. So it's, that's how contrarian I am. I want to be black well, always. Well, the thing is, in chess. You know, it happens to be the case that white has an advantage mm-hmm. because white goes first. <gasps> what? Not stop it. And it's, it is what it is. <laughs> is that just in chess or is that is, universal? Is that beyond that? Okay. All right. Carry on. What else should we know about this game? So, so white goes first. The reason why white has an advantage is because white goes first. So white makes the first move and black has to respond to that first move. So, you know, it's like the serve in tennis. You always want to serve. Right. But you got to also know how to handle a serve, how to counter. And so you have to know how to play both sides. And if you don't master both sides, you can't play the game. 
is the, is pointless saying, I just want to be one side. It doesn't make any sense. So you have to be ready to be the, the one with the upper hand in the beginning or the one who's uh, who's got to counter those strategies with your own strategy. Do you come into a chess match kind of with a plan or do you wait to see what your opponent's doing? We always are well prepared for any eventuality, at least early eventualities, things that are common. Right. There are chess books up and down, the yin-yang. They got databases you can right. study. You, there's there's openings, the Sicilian right. defense, uh, the night or variation of the Sicilian defense, uh, the, the poison pawn inside the night or variation of the Sicilian defense. It's like it goes layer and layer and layer at that high level. At the top level, you can't just walk in and say, oh, I'm big, I'm bad, I'm just going to show up. That doesn't work uh, against the top players. So you have to know every every single move, every single possible move it's not that's every, written. It's not every. It's not every because they say after the first four moves in chess, there are, there, there are three billion ways to play the first four moves. Wow. Three billion. Mm. You're not memorizing all that. You ain't that smart, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody is. But we have strategies. We have strategies like control the middle of the board. Uh, bring out all your pieces before you attack. Prepare your attack. Okay, so let's break that down because I, this is a war game, right? This is based it on, was based uh, based on, on war, war yes. right? So uh, I've, I've heard this a number of times now, and I even came to the conclusion myself that I feel in many ways this, this nation is at war with itself. And... So you got to understand when people are coming into your community wearing camouflage, there's a war being waged. You know, when they have war tactics that are being used against you, there's a war being waged. So you need to you're on the off on the defensive in that situation. What's when you're when you're in war, in battle, what is the best defense against an offensive attack that you're getting in chess? It's all specific to the exact, to the exact attack that is exact. being used. Okay, so, talk so you about have to that. understand okay. it. But it's it's extremely important. You know, there's uh, Sun Tzu who wrote The Art of mm -hmm. War. And he talks about not just mastering yourself, but understanding the enemy. And if you have a, don't have a deep comprehension of what the enemy wants, mm -hmm. in any case, however you understand it, mm -hmm. then you can't do anything. You can't really strategize. You have to understand both. Both the, the enemy, or that is any tactics being used against you, and yourself, how you respond in that setting. Mm -hmm. And as you deeply understand whatever the setting is, you have to do both. And to me, it's equal. It really is. Because if you don't understand yourself, you don't understand your own reactions, their primal, their visceral, mm -hmm. exactly how you respond to threat. And also, if you don't get it, if you don't really understand the motivation of the other person, what they're trying to do to you, you can't really counter strategize. So that's important as well. Mm. I want to learn it. how to play chess. That's so powerful. Everybody should learn how to play yeah. chess. Everybody Why? should learn Why? how to play chess. I agree because, with you. Because it teaches you how, how to parse out your own thinking, to analyze strategies in so many different ways. We talk about those counter strategies. We talk about responding to, to anything that comes at you the right way. Right. And, you know, we're, we're, we don't really analyze ourselves too much. You know, we just kind of react like, oh, yeah. this is me. Right. But, but we have our Deal flaws. With it. We have our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our tendencies. And that can be exploited. I'm going to tell you, um, playing chess, I'm a very impulsive person, right? And I tend to react Mm -hmm. and, I, and I have a bad temper, and I've all, but it has forced me to to be a little bit more strategic. In oh, you my, can't bring that on a chessboard. No, that gets exploited. No, easily. yes, that's why I can't play poker. Because it's a weakness. It is complete weakness. Mm -hmm. But you have to once you recognize your weaknesses, you should fix them. Not right. just be like, oh, I'm okay with these weaknesses. Mm -hmm. No, you shouldn't have weaknesses. That mm -hmm. that 
Get you know guy. what? That's not true to me. Talk to me. We all have weaknesses. Yes, we do. And we're not perfect. We're human beings. Yes. We're right. never going to be perfect. We can only mask our weaknesses. We can't entirely eliminate them. Okay. Trying to eliminate all your weaknesses is like it's not trying to stop the ocean. Okay. It ain't going to happen. All you right. can forget I that. that. So what I you want to continue do? to eat potato chips? No. <laughs> That's a weakness. No. As long as you do. You can, you can as long it. as you mask it with those extra minutes on on, uh, on, on the treadmaster, on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. As Look long you. as you're doing I'm what you can, this. I'm digging right? this entire you, conversation. You cannot, you cannot just go and say, "I'm going to be perfect." That's it. That's an exercise in frustration and futility. That's right. not going to work. Mm -hmm. So you have to develop your strengths, become stronger. Look to where you can do things better. And at the same time, try to mitigate those weaknesses with a few strategies. That's really all you can do about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and as chess players, we try to build our strengths mm -hmm. and, and try to eliminate those weaknesses as much as we can. But we also come knowing that the other person has weaknesses and we explore those because we got databases of all the games. You want to find out Maurice Ashley's games, you just... Type in Maurice Ashley into chessgames.com. Really? Just pops so I up. I play you. And you could just study somewhat. lots about me and say, oh, he likes to do this. And that's the open he's going to play. So we're always strategizing and counter-strategizing against each other as we explore the kind of things we like to do and not like to do. What's the most powerful thing you learned about yourself when you started playing chess? I'm reckless. Mm, okay. Me too. I mean, I just want. I just want. I, to you win. Know, I you just want, want, I just want, go. I just go. go. I'm from Brooklyn. I just want right. to beat you down. Let's and you're Jamaican. Happen. Oh, that. Uh, yeah. You know no, what I mean? Yeah. That, 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 all of that. that all of that. That whole mixture. It's I mean, it's bloodline. <laughs> 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 but I don't it. want to stereotype all Brooklynites no, and no. all Jamaicans, but, yeah, but I definitely have some tendencies. I got some tendencies. And, and I had to calm those down because Grandmaster would be like, really? You're going to bring that in here? And then I get schooled. I've got to learn the other side to control patients. How hard was that? Very hard. I'm still. Yeah, no, I still I know. lean you reckless. I, you know, we, I still we, lean reckless, but but you know, I have a little bit more knowledge now to back myself up. How much power was it when you recognized the impact of you changing up some of that? That's extreme power to to get inside yourself and recognize who you are as a person, because people are exploiting it, mm. exploiting your your strengths and weaknesses, mm -hmm. particularly weaknesses, to really see who you are as a person and the kind of things you value and the kind of things. That, that cause you to make mistakes. Right. You know, that's growing as a human being. Can I, I have a question. Absolutely. By I, the way, let me put a number out. 866-801-8255. 866-801-8255. If you have a question for Grandmaster Maurice Ashley, please give us a call. But cuz. Do you still work with the children in Harlem? I work in Brooklyn now at Automotive High School, high schoolers. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a vocational school where yes. they learn how to put cars together? Exactly. And they, they're trying but you, to do, They have a chess club some, at... And Some I think that things. that's important because I'm, I'm just going through this whole Booker T. Washington, W.E.B. Du Bois debate mm -hmm. in my own the, the head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's either or. And I'm like, no, it's both. It's important that people have a vocation, but it's also important that people feed their minds right. because you can't have one without the other successfully. And I think it's important that you're, you're you have a chess program at an automotive school. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't think I don't think there's a reason to separate or even to assume that just because somebody's at an automotive school, a vocational school, that they're not going to be great chess players. That's just, it, it's a game. It's chess. They eat it up. They love it. They want to beat you. They're mm -hmm. on fire. They trash talk. My, one of my one of my worst trash talkers is this girl, Kiara. She's just like, oh, yeah. bam! Mm -hmm. Like, don't mess with me. <laughs> she comes in, she walks in with swagger. Does like, she? I'm just, you just scrubs. All of y'all scrubs. Let's go. Wow. And I, you know, I love attitude. I mm -hmm. love, I love a, a, a young person who is, who's got a lot of self-esteem, who feels that they can conquer the world. And chess gives that to a lot of our young people. When we right. won the national championship, you know, it was funny. Point. We were walking through the airport 
we had these big trophies, first place, we won the national <laughs> yeah. championships. And uh, i never forget, this lady came up to us. She happened to be white, and she was really proud. She was, like, happy for her. And she said, oh, wow, those trophies are amazing. Did you get them for basketball? Of course. And the kids just looked at her. And then her husband, he could see the king. He could see it said national chess right. champion and on it. just read. And he was just, right. he just looking at her like, <laughs> and he said, chess, don't chess. <laughs> I could just imagine the conversation right. they right. had after we left. Mm -hmm. But but the kids were so proud to say, no, we chess champions. You know, <sighs> we are chess champions when we come back i also want to talk about the impact on young minds and and what else if a, a parent is out there right now who has a child mm -hmm. what how can they get them interested in chess the way you you became interested in chess the first african-american grandmaster does does that matter to you that you're the first black grandmaster was was that an important thing it was an important thing uh, the the funny thing is, for me, it was just about becoming a grandmaster, but I understood the great implications the that it had. And so it was an important thing. But at the same time, I just consider myself an, a pretty a great decent, ass chess a pretty player. decent chess player. So. <laughs> a great awesome. ass chess player. Yeah, okay. the best. Terry in California, welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Well, hello there. How are you? Good. I, I am so happy right now. So happy right now. I live in a part of uh, California... I think you're familiar, Orange County, California, uh, big academic area. Um, I am a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful mother. I love my children. But I got to tell you something. There's something going on right now where people think chess, you know, oh, you're trying to be white. You're trying to be something you're not. And I was a little nervous about it. I put my kids in when they were young. Uh, my son is a four-point He's 485 average, top 1% IQ for math and science in the nation. He's going to be 16 years old this wow. coming senior year. My daughter, same thing. I'm just so proud. I'm so, so happy that you're on the air talking about this. I, I, I'm so happy. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well thank, well, thank you. You know, it's important that we have different guests come through and mm -hmm. share experiences because there there are many ways to get to that thing called success. Mm -hmm. There are many different roads traveled. Yep. Absolutely, and I, I love that story. We've seen so much of it over the years. I've been coaching for a long time, and that's a, a common story for me, watching kids uh, transform through the power of chess, the power it, it brings to their minds, it builds the self-esteem, the critical thinking skills, the problem-solving skills. Chess is a decision-making game. You make a bad decision, you go the wrong way, you're going to get checkmated. You're going to lose. So mm. your consequences to every single decision, every mm. single move, they say it takes 40 good moves often to win a chess game, but one bad one to lose it. So you have to really be focused on not making those big mistakes that cost you so much. So it's great to hear that, that story about. What about the acting white that chess is not a black, you know, when you, and you share the story about these Brooklynites in the, in the, in the uh, airport with these giant trophies. And of course the assumption is it's basketball and they were very proud to say, no, it's chess. That there was a source of pride in mm -hmm. them to say that. How do we get in the minds of these young kids in the inner cities in particular, that chess is for them, that the chess is about them. You know what? The kids are not the problem. It's the parents who are the problems. The mm. adults that are the problem, the kids, you show them chess and they say, sit down so I can beat you. It's a game to them. <laughs> People, kids don't have perceptions until adults really right. force that on them and, and, and have that inclination. You know, that's, that's one of the, the problems we have in society. As a matter of fact, I taught chess at Rikers Island High School. There's a high school in Rikers Island. Wait, Wait a Rikers minute. Island has a high school? It does. There are kids. That's you know, a prison. Well, you know, there's kids who uh, end up going there to wait for a sentencing trial, yeah. or trial. Mm -hmm. And they, by law, if you're underage, 
18 or uh, so is that many kids there? Did they have a full there's high that, school? There's that. That's a absolutely shame. that many it kids is. there, and and so they have to be educated while they're there uh, by law. So they have this program there, and they brought me in to do uh, some chess lessons. And the very first day, I walked into the to the school. The the teacher said to the young men there, you know, who they're all you know locked up. Obviously, they said he said, "Here is the chess grandmaster." I told you was coming to talk to you guys and to play you guys and to teach you chess. And there was one kid in the back that looked at me and then looked at him and said, he doesn't know how to play chess. <laughs> and I looked at him like, you, are you trying to check me? Right. right. And, and he looked at the guy and said, he does not know how to play chess. I thought you said you were going to bring a grandmaster in here. I thought he'd be Asian or something. And I looked at him and he said that. And I said, okay, uh, we're going to do something real quick. And I set up five chess boards. Mm-hmm. and they didn't know what was going on. And I said, okay, everybody take a board. And they took a board. And then I started playing all five of them. At the same time. At the same time. And while I was scraping them. Right. <laughs> and he's looking like, what is going on? I started saying, so why is it that I didn't know how to play chess? Why can't a black man be a grandmaster? And he sat back in the back of the room and the other kids were like, yeah, man, I was foul. Why you said that? And that was perception on his part. And I remember distinctly, it was a time when, uh, Barack Obama was running for president. So it was it was the spring of 07. Wow. And and he the next lesson I came, he's the same kid. He said, Barack Obama will, will not become president. That same. I kid. said, how you know that? And he's, he said, my mother told me that. Now, imagine his mother, this mother we just heard what she taught her kids mm-hmm. and their perception of the world versus this unfortunate mother. young mother. This mother who said to this kid, we're nothing. They will never let him become president. We don't play games like chess. It's not our, our birthright. And the effect, look at the direction. Right. The He's effect, in Rikers Island. One, his, the effect of that kind <laughs> of thinking school. on this young man and the other kind of thinking. Right. That a parent who says, we do everything. It, there's no separation. And there's no white game, black game, whatever. It's exactly. just a game. It's just mm-hmm. a simple game. And we inflict our own biases on all these outside artifacts. But it's really our problem. Amen. That was really powerful. Let's go to Houston. Earl. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, Karen. Hey, Cuz. Hey, Hello, Mr. Ashley. Hey. Ashley. How, how y'all doing? Good. Karen, I, I love your show, but your show got me in a lot of trouble. Oh. I did not allow my <laughs> wife to call me during your show. Oh, you can't, you can't not, not let your wife call you during the show. I, no, you know, you can, you can listen to us on no demand. Way. Your wife is important, Earl. I don't want no uh, marriages broken up because of this show. No, no, no. I, I, I got to listen to you every day. I love your show. <laughs> now, Mr. Now, uh, Mr. Ashley, I want to know what is your best opening? <laughs> no secrets will be given out on this show. <laughs> oh, well, I, well, I tell you this. I'm a good chef. I'm pretty good myself. And I've studied a little bit under you. I've studied some of your books, like the Roy Lopez opening. Uh-oh. I like that one. The Fire Liver Attack. Wow. The Queen Gamut. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> All right, now. Let me ask you this. Uh, why did you, I heard you say that the queen gamut is not a real gamut. Could you explain it? Well, now explain the queen gamut. Yeah, he's he's trying Thank, to talk chess talk look, on the yeah, show. Yeah, no, no, it's all you right, know. though, because we are nimble. Thank you, Earl. And let's, when your wife calls, pick up the phone. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. now nah, that's a gambit you really have to accept. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, queen's, there are gambits in chess where you give something away so you can get something back. And mm-hmm. there, there are gambits where you, when you give it away, you definitely gave it away. You're not getting it back. Like if I give you a pawn, everything in chess counts. Every little thing. Some people say, oh, the pawns are eight of them. I don't care about them. You can have them. No, 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 no. 
pawns become queens eventually. <gasps> and you try that nonsense. Every every single element on the board has value. And so giving away even a small pawn is a radical, important, uh, responsible decision you have to make. The queen's gambit gives away a pawn, but you can get it right back, so it's not a true gambit. That's why it's not a true gambit, because you can regain it so quickly, so it's okay. not a real gambit. So okay. it's a fake name. And the queen to the pawn, I, I was talking to people on the show about that, and it was metaphoric, you know. You and I talked off Mike about it. It's a horrible strategy in real life to to make that your purpose, even though I have made that my purpose and mm-hmm. I've kind of mastered it a little bit. I, do, I think I turn queen, pawns to queens more frequently than most people. Yeah, I know. But I'm not playing anybody but the computer. Mind you, that said, you know, that for me, it was an empowering thing to talk about because the lowliest piece on the board can become the most powerful piece on the board. And I just wanted to give people the, the mindset that it doesn't matter where your state is in life, where you are on the chessboard. Mm-hmm. You can be at the front lines of this, the most disposable supposed piece on that board, the smallest piece on the board and make it to the end of that board. And that takes perseverance and a whole lot of luck too, but strategy to get to that other side. But it's strategy, be, not luck. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I do believe that. But when you become a queen over there, at that point, you become more powerful than anything than because any it's usually piece. at the end of the damn game where yeah, you can you checkmate. Can. Really, you can win. And so, I think that's important what you just said. The end talk game. Talk to me. The end game. Talk to us you about know, the end life, game because, yeah, that's that's we don't focus on it. We're in the right now. And life we're is the, not about the opening. No. Life is not about the middle game. Life is about that end game. Like, mm-hmm. where are you headed? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you headed? Mm-hmm. What what are you, What is your goal? What is your end goal? And the fact is, process is extremely important to getting to that goal. But that process is like a river. It has twists and turns. Uh, there's going to be bumpy parts. There's, there's going to be parts where you might feel ill at ease and at sea. And, and it may be a long time, too, when you know, you're like, man, I'm trying real hard and I can't get there. But there's always an end game. And if you always keep your eye on that prize, that that's in game, you, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in here. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm proclaimed. I'm getting ready to Are cry. You? No, Girl, don't, don't, don't grab be my pearls. No, I'm, don't. Go, I see you. I see you're emotional. I'm Is emotional. It, are we going through something? I'm at the end of a semester, and I'm, you know, I'm feeling like that. I'm feeling like I'm, you know, on, on rocky seas, and I'm, I see a goal, but I'm trying to get somewhere, and it each step, each, each step, step, just keep putting step. one foot in front of one the other, one foot in front of the other. We never think about. You know, it's funny. We our eyes on the end game, but we don't think about the end game when we're actually performing. We just keep taking one step at a time, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you come out and there's sunshine and and blue skies, and you said, "Wow!" And a degree. How did and I get degree. here? And, and, a and a degree. That's right. right. Yeah. And that's important. So, so that's what chess strategy is. It's like mastering the process, being right. a being a slave to the process. You know, I think I really want to enroll my son. I just, while we were in the break, I was looking at classes in my area. There are classes in my area. It's a chess club, a big uh, club in my area because my son struggles with math. He's very smart in every other, in language and social studies, but he, he struggles in math. And when you talked about those critical thinking skills. Definitely yeah. helps. And it's a pa- it's a pacing and a, mm-hmm. and a taking a breath because he's very, he's very, yeah, he's very, that's very right. the, yeah. And chess, chess will force you, down. you. Yeah, chess slows chess you down. Because I'm a mile a minute, you know, right. and, I, and, it, and I have to play a couple of games a day on my little computer mm-hmm. just to get me back on focus. And it's people important. think it's expensive. I did look at the price. It's ten dollars a class. Are chess you is serious? Not expensive. It's not, not expensive. You can go to expensive. Panera's in my neighborhood, and there's a guy sitting there. He charges like five bucks <laughs> <laughs> with little little paper paper board. Uh, 866-801-8255. Let's head over to Don in Virginia. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. You're on with Maurice Ashley. Uh, how you doing, Karen? Good. How you doing, Maurice? Hey, how are you? All right. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a beginner at, at chess. Uh, 
I, I, I love to play, but I'm not. I'm not that good. They're all but beginners, anyway, brother. Uh, why? Why have uh, they made a movie about you in, uh, in chess? They made a movie about Bobby Fischer. Well, Bobby Fischer had uh, other issues too. <laughs> it was, well, it was well, complex. That's right? not fair. I mean, no. the, we we have. I do have a a contract in place. Do you? To oh, do, do tell. To do, to do. Oh, okay, great. The Maurice Ashley story. It's not. It's the Raging Rook story. It's a story about my it. students who won the national championship. We're Didn't still it, we're still working on the treatment and and you know getting the right people involved, but mm. uh, and hopefully we've been waiting a while. These things take a lot of yes, years sometimes do. to get into development and and actually start filming and getting the right actors and all that. So the, you know it could happen. Hopefully, brother, you you know from your lips to God's ears, and it just happens. Will you but, come back when you actually have the announcement? You gonna invite me back? You all you listen. You your family. You know we go we, we actually go way back. I think I wrote a piece about you guys back in the day. Back the in day, the day. For the day. <laughs> it's like Throwback. my memory's horrible, but I do re- recall that. Let's uh, head over to uh, Wanda in Dallas. You're on with Maurice Ashley. Hello, Karen. I can't believe I called today, but when I heard Maurice, I had to call. I taught my son how to play when he was four years old. It has become a passion. Now, he's a computer programmer, but in every spare minute he gets, he's either tutoring children to play mm. chess, mm. which he's, he's generated a great deal of excess income just in yes. tutoring. But last year, Maurice, my son met you in Las Vegas and actually took you out to lunch. His name is Jonathan. Do you remember Yes. That? Wow. At the, yeah, was at the Riviera. So I, I just, wow. Exactly, at the Riviera Hotel. That chest is yeah. paying off. So I had to call and say hello, and I'm going to have to tell him that I talked to you today. Amazing. <laughs> well, say hi to Jonathan for me, all right? Because that meal was good. I will. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Bye, Karen. Awesome. Bye-bye. Oh, that's so awesome. By the way, Maurice uh, Ashley has a bunch of chess books. There's one uh, for young people, Chess for Success, using an old game to build new strengths in children and teens. That's Maurice. actually for adults. That is one. it? Yeah, that one's for it's adults. But building yep. strengths in children and teens. Yeah, how to te- teach, how to take the game and build those strengths ah. in your young people. Oh, so it's for parents to it's teach parents their kids. And teachers and administrators. Okay. I'm tweeting you out pictures yeah, we like so you. people can find your work. Yep. The other one is the, the most valuable skills in chess, and that one is definitely an educational book for everyone. Okay. That's Maurice Ashley. You can go to Amazon or any place and yeah, you just get his books, download them. Uh, let's go back to the phones and head over to Mark in Virginia. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey, Karen. How you doing? Hi, Ashley. How's everything? Good. Good. Right. I just want to call. It, it, what uh, Ashley said was perfectly true because I've been playing chess oh, shit, since I was a, a little boy. And not too many uh, black parents will push their kids into playing chess. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad, sad like that, and I got looked at kind of funny going to tournaments when I was a kid. But you know, not too many of us out there. But some of the best, one of the best teams that I played against when I was growing up was an all-black team out of Philadelphia, Masterman. So he's right about it. Mm. Say again. Masterman. It's Masterman is their name, probably. Yes. So, yes. So how, how? So I mean, there's there's a say again. No, go ahead, Mark. Apologies. No, no, you're saying something. Okay. No, all right. Now I am saying something. Uh, Maurice Ashley, thank you for your call, Mark. Um, if 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 you, right now, you, you have a kid, you know, Cousin Sil looked up in the break, you know, where to find uh, a chess place in her area. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a chess place in your area, 
what's the first place you can go or the first thing you can do if you want to inspire your children to play? The beautiful thing about today, like back in the day, we had to go find like in the parks and mm-hmm. go to the clubs and all that. Now you can go on, online and yes. find so many chess clubs, so many chess sites. The easiest one is chess.com. That's, that's oh. like the one you go to. Mm-hmm. Great, simple name to right. remember, yes. chess.com. They, they have lessons. They have, mm-hmm. uh, you, you'll find me on there as, as, giving lessons, as a matter of fact. Uh, they have, you could play against anyone, mm-hmm. any time of day. There's 11 million members on. So oh, wow. you're always going to find like 40,000 people on. So you can always have a game. This is awesome. Uh, there's chess news, everything chess. Mm-hmm. So that's one site. There's other sites like chess24.com, same deal. The big sites are there. It's very easy and it's the most accessible and they're inexpensive at that. You and might, in the local in the local communities, uh, at boys and girls clubs. Boys and girls clubs, I don't know about uh too much. It depends on where what's where, what state what you're in and, and what mm-hmm. city. Uh we'd love to start programs in those boys and girls clubs. That's something that I would like to do to just get it all around the country. Uh, because I think that it's something that we are starting to get into. You know, we just heard Mark talk about there's not a lot of black kids playing chess. The reality is now it's exploded. Mm-hmm. And that's what the reality is. Mm-hmm. The best team in the nation for many years, matter of fact, they just won the championships again, is this team straight out of Brooklyn, IS318, right here in Brooklyn. Uh, and they were so good for so many years that they decided, let's play in the high school division. And they won that too. Wow. So we're talking about kids just right, right in Williamsburg. 12, 11 and 12 years Te- old. That's right. Taking, on high, taking on high school kids. Imagine that. Imagine basketball. You try yeah. to do that. It would yeah. never work. Mm-hmm. But in chess, these kids are excelling. Matter of fact, a movie was made about them, Brooklyn Castle. If you look up the movie Brooklyn Castle, you'll see it's a documentary about this team. So it's happening all over the country. It's just we're right on the cusp of it where it's really about to explode. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to get on it quick because our kids are benefiting from this, not just in the critical thinking skills, but we're also getting scholarships to go to colleges because of Wait chess. a minute. Wait a okay, minute. Okay, that's happening as well. <laughs> Listen. And, and because people, when they hear you play chess, something happens. They You, you might not be too bright, but they think you're something, a genius. Right. You got something <laughs> like going you, on. You got to have something. You play right. chess. Just adds to that resume. So you want to give your kids that. We need to mm. see more pawns become mm-hmm. queens in our community. That's it. More pawns to queens. I want to see that. And I want to thank you, Maurice Ashley, for what you do in, the, in uh, just in inspiring people to open their minds to this game that for, for many of us is scary. But you, you make it really palatable and something that people want to do. And I just want to thank you for being a grandmaster. Thank for you. For not Thanks stopping for until me. you got to the pinnacle of being the first. I love that. Thank you. Maurice Ashley, everybody. That was my interview with Grandmaster Maurice Ashley. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you share this with everyone you know. I'm trying to get across the pond. I'm trying to get to Africa, Asia, any place there are people with ears. I want them to hear this. So share it with as many people as you know and then spread the word. I appreciate that. Also, hit me up on Twitter at Karen Hunter at K-A-R-E-N Hunter, H-U-N-T-E-R. With the hashtag podcast, you can ask me anything. On Sundays, I pick a question or two and I, I give an answer. So check me out on Twitter at Karen Hunter, hashtag podcast. Till next time.